So, Andrew, how are you going? Steve, yeah, no, I'm doing all right, mate. Here we go for another podcast. It's been a while. Are you actually recording? I think I am. Don't know if you are. I can't see anything that says it's recording. Oh, I know. It's a bit like that, eh? And no one's going to ring up, are they? Yep, it's recording. You've told everyone not to ring? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've put it on airplane mode. Ah, yeah, okay, cool. So, speaking of airplanes. I haven't been on one lately. Haven't you? No. Uh, Thomas Cook went bankrupt. Um, so, yeah, okay. Was, hundreds of thousands or hundred thousand travellers got got stranded in Europe. They got stranded in Europe. Yeah, but they're like European and they've been travelling around Europe and they got stranded and so they had to get repatriated. Right. No, oh, well, depending on where you got stranded, it might not be such a bad thing. Yeah, it was something like 50,000 in Greece or something. Um, That's a lot of people in Greece, isn't it? Yeah, sure. They have to get home again. Though, well, how many how many tourists do you think are in New Zealand right now? Don't know. <laughs> Probably fifty thousand. Really? Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of people in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, fifty thousand isn't that much if you spread them all over the place. Because tourists aren't just in one place, are they? They're sort of spread out like a rash. Yeah, the, the 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 rash is a bit itchier in certain places like, like Queenstown. Queenstown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Other than that, what's been happening? Um, oh. local politics. Oh. Local, the the hugely important world of local body politics. Yeah, um, that's been happening. Is there high unemployment in Dunedin or something? Depends where you look. Because there seems to be a lot of people going for the job of mayor. Yeah, well, maybe you know. Well, on on that topic, it makes me wonder what um. You know, like, have you ever wondered when you say if you're going through town in the middle of the day, and there always seems to be lots of people around. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on, aren't we all supposed to be at jobs? Like, what are all these people doing walking around? Yeah, maybe they should go for mayor as well. Yeah. I reckon it'd be a good year to go for councillor because everyone's going for mayor. No, but the people, that ones that are going for mayor are also going for councillor, most of them. Not all of them, though. Not Who, all who's of them. going for solely mayor? Uh, here's Andrew, someone or other. He's going for council as well. Oh, this one's good. Old Jules Radich. Jules Radich. Is he, yeah, oh, no, he's council. going for council yeah, as well. Okay, yep. So I reckon he... I don't see him becoming a mayor, but I see him becoming a councillor. And for those that don't know, we're in Dunedin, and we're talking specifically about Dunedin... Um, but Dunedin's a very big candidates. place. Yes, yeah. huge. Actually, it's the biggest city in New Zealand. And the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere? Is it the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere? I think it might be. Yeah. yeah. That's landmass-wise. It's certainly bigger than the part of the Southern Hemisphere that's in New Zealand. Yeah, so suck on that, Dorkland. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Dorkland, what else is going on in the world? Uh, well, hang on, no, we're still talking about Jules here. Oh, okay, Jules. Jules. Radich. Is he going for Auckland Mayor? Um, no, he is going for totally Dunedin. It, just to make, just to be clear, he actually does say totally Dunedin. Totally. Yeah, not just part of Dunedin. Yeah. Not Auckland. So he's cool because you Dunedin. know he's totally Dunedin. He's trying to be cool. And he's all for positive action and heritage values. But I, I like how um is 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 and a is groin your Saint Clair. He's it, really into the groins. Yeah, yeah, he's into groins. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as your wife pointed out last night, he starts with positive action, but at the bottom he's got a threat about cycle lanes. Yeah, I know. So that doesn't sound very... Use or lose your cycle lanes, mate. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of groins... How's yours? Yeah, it's much better, actually. Yeah, because right. I just had a couple of hours running up and down uh, Mount Cagle and I didn't feel it. Felt my foot, though. Yeah. But that's all right. I can ignore that. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, also, speaking of groins... Oh, you've got another groin story. Didn't Dan Carter have a groin injury? Um, he, yeah, sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> Who's Dan Carter? 
Oh, oh, right. Hang on. <laughs> uh, was it was it your attempt at a segue? That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Okay. So, because well, well, this this is a special aid. Eh? This is the, the uh, Crush the Cargill uh, World Cup rugby rugby guide, guide to rugby World Cup. Yeah. Just just to be clear, you know, if you didn't know. Which sport was having a World Cup currently? I mean, there's probably other sports that are currently having a World Cup. Yeah. Um, highly likely. I mean, there's World Cups for everything, isn't there? Yeah. Right. Tiddlywinks. We should be doing a Tiddlywinks special. <laughs> should we do that next week? <laughs> next week, we should find out all the other sports that are doing World Cups and do a special yeah. on each of them. Yeah, no, actually, we. Um, so, for the listeners, yes, we are doing a, a Rugby World Cup. Um, special on the podcast. Um, we would have hoped to have, I guess, interviewed somebody, but we don't know any rugby players. <laughs> no, no, we don't know any. That's kind of disturbing. And and I did, I did try and I mean, I, I chatted to one person who I thought knew a bit about rugby, and um, well, he says uh, that um, he called rugby thugby. Um, and uh, and he says that he played in a, a touch team that won a Baronski competition. Well, the team what? included the next CEO of New Zealand Rugby. Name that man. Oh 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 oh! I know I know I know the name. Cool. Um. Fuck no! I don't know the name. Shit! I swore. Okay. Um. No, because I do remember seeing it on the news. I hate that. Oh. Andrew somebody Okay Anyway yeah. He also says it's got an oval ball And uh, this is Matt Bixley by the way In case you didn't know um, And he says that We're the world champions There's too many rules And it's expensive to go watch um, It is ridiculously expensive to go watch Yep uh, And it was something about You know If your blacks lose Domestic violence goes up Yeah Is that true? I don't know But he Is that just one of those urban myth Kind he reckons Spark was because because uh, the coverage stopped the other day. He thought Spark was just trying to lessen the impact on New Zealand's domestic violence statistics. But the All Blacks won. Well, they didn't know that at the time because it was during the game. Right. Anyway, he was quite pleased with Spark at the time. He thought, you know, that's good. We can't repeat all of the words that Matt used about rugby, um, but you know. Uh, yeah, so that's um, Matt's comment about rugby. I asked um, Croydon. Yeah, and what did he know about rugby? He knew a couple of Uruguayan hookers. Right, okay. I thought, well, let's just stop this conversation right now. Now, is it true in Uruguay? Um, now, what's that weird, there's that thing about um, Christians that don't eat meat on a certain day? Isn't there, it's like fasting, but it's called something. And these guys over at Uruguay or Paraguay or whatever, they're really into their capybaras. So the, the, I think it might, maybe it's a Catholic thing. And so they got the capybara reclassified as a fish, so they're still allowed to eat it. Oh, because they could only eat fish on Fridays. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 but they really love the capybaras. We was really like, we can't even go like, even like, <laughs> even one day a week's just like too much to take off eating capybaras every day. Sorry. Fair Can't do it. So they. So yeah, the the Pope or whatever who's in charge of, the the chief Vatican scientist was um. So okay, the capybara is a fish then. Well, that's quite cool. <laughs> they eat guinea pigs over there too. Well, that's what the capybara basically is. It's it just is, a big, it? yeah, it's just a big right. guinea pig. It kind of looks like a fish, doesn't it? Just a like a puffer fish, really. Well, yeah. Out of water, with yeah. no fins. Can a guinea pig swim? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I saw a cute cat video of a cat swimming the other day. Yeah, how, was it enjoying it? Yeah, it was sw- swimming out to its owner. Its owner was going swimming and the cat jumped in and swam out to it. Oh, him. wow. Cool. Excellent. Oh, we should be interviewing them. Yeah. wonder if they knew anything about rugby. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Anyway, rugby. Well, I can tell you my knowledge of rugby. Okay. <coughs> I mean, I played for half a season in third form. I'm just going to shut that door. Carry on talking. Yeah. Though. Well, okay. Well, yeah, I played... Um, Oh, I guess how old are you at the start of high school? 13, 14, 14. When I was 14, I played half a season of rugby. Never played before. Um, so I don't know what I did this time. Somebody talked me into playing rugby. So I went along, signed up, and 
not knowing anything, uh, they're like, oh, well, we'll make you a Ford. Yeah. Because I guess, like, Fords don't have to do much. Um, and, 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 yeah, and it was also under 50 kg grade, and I was 49.5 kgs at the time. Um, so, yeah, they made me a, a lock. And, um, yeah, I played half a season where I basically just ran around not knowing what I was doing, and, yeah, and just stopped going, and that was that. I'm reading this book about Richard Emerson at the moment. Did he play rugby? He wanted to, but he couldn't hear the whistle, so it was a bit of a problem. Cause... He, he should have been the ref then. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kept running. <laughs> it would be a bit like Forrest Gump, you know. Yeah, they'd yeah. They'd have to hold signs up at the Who end. Who would you saying, rather be, Richard Emerson or Forrest Gump? Well, I, I suspect Forrest can run better. Yeah. But Richard makes good beer. Mm. But shrimps and beer would go well together, eh? Mm. And Forrester's got good shrimp. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, that's a tough one. Think about it. Yeah. Anyway, here we are drinking a bit of Emerson's. That's right. Emerson's, by the way. Oh, good. Yep. So I've got the rules for rugby here. Oh, well, well, well I'll tell you what I understand about rugby. Yeah. It, it's like most games where there's two teams, and usually... The sport involves going through the other team to get to that end of the field and kick a goal or whatever. Yeah. And that's what they do in rugby. Yeah. Except before they do the kicking, they have to do the running. They have to run it and then kick it. Right. So. I played, have you ever played Aussie Rules? Aussie Rules? Yeah. Uh, this is a strange sport where they where not only do they kick the ball, they punch the ball. Yeah. The typical Australians, eh? <laughs> Just punch anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thro- throttle the ball, strangle yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it was really quite in Cambodia. I played. I played. I was. A, it's the only time I've ever been, uh, represented a country in a sport. So I, I played for the uh, Cambodian Aussie Rules team. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Probably one of the greatest players. Well, I was probably the smallest player, but. <laughs> well, how big's the Aussie Rules scene in Cambodia? It was pretty small at the time. <laughs> yeah. has, it, has it grown since? Yeah, yeah, they have a few more players since. So, so okay. it was the first okay. time they just developed a team and somehow I ended up on the team. Wow. I thought this is easy because even though they call it Aussie rules, it's actually, there aren't rules. So it's, it's like one rule. Mm. And I can't remember what that is. So it's not plural. Whereas, you know, um, Apparently, like Matt pointed out, there's too many rules in rugby, but Aussies have just simplified it. So, no rules. You just go for it. Right. Okay, cool. Except, I think, you can't pass the ball. You've got to punch it. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the rule. (laughs) And and it's like, you go for goals, and if you miss, you get a bonus point. Because then they've they've got, like... Yeah, they've got the goals, and then they've got goals on the other side. Exactly. So, that's that's the bonus point if you miss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, so those ones that are extra wide out, they're pretty wide out, so it's like pretty hard to miss. Eh? Yeah. So you're you're almost guaranteed points. Yeah, and it's an oval field, so yeah. that they don't have to repaint the lines between cricket seasons. Oh well, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, but that's really cool. Yeah. So. So just, it's lazy and violent. Lazy and violent. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much, and so I got smashed. Yeah. Cool. But right. it was kind of cool because you know there was this. You know, the ball would go, and I'd grab the ball, and there's this great big pile of blokes on top of me, and I'd just crawl out through the, someone's legs and carry on running. But um, generally, I just ran away without the ball because it was safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I, I see you've brought up um, um, rugby rules on the internet. Yeah. But I can already <coughs> see it's outdated because it says here, um, blah, 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 blah. Other tournaments such as the Tri-Nations, well, there's now four countries playing in that. Is there? Yes, there's Argentina. So you know quite a bit. Oh, that's called the World Champions or something, is that? Was no, that no, 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 no. All the Northern Hemisphere teams play in a competition with each other, and all the Southern Hemisphere teams play in a competition with each other, and mm. and occasionally they play teams from the other side of the world, but usually at the end of the season. But it's not all the Southern Hemisphere teams. Well, not just the main ones. And Argentina counts. Doesn't have doesn't have a Solomon's. Yeah, I don't know what the state of their rugby team's like. Um, Solomon Islands. Oh, Tonga Rugby League. What about them? They've got the Fulao brothers. Fulao brothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, 
Good old Israel, he's back in the news again. I hope there's no gays in that Tongan rugby team there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they already know they're going to hell, it's all right. Yeah. Anyway, here's the rugby rules. Rugby is one of the most physical of sports. Do you, oh, reckon, yeah. do you reckon bullfighting is more physical? Uh, is bullfighting a sport? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Is it just a, a kind of kind of foreplay? On our bull, bull riding, that's foreplay. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's sport. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, the object of the game is to score more points than your opponents in the eighty-minute time frame. Oh, that's right. pretty good. It's a game of two halves, though. Did you know that? Yeah, and rugby is the winner on the day. Yep. The team with the greater number of points at full time is announced as a winner. Well, that makes I, think, sense. I think these points, these rules might be a bit simple. Well, that's kind of like a running race. Whoever runs faster is declared the winner. Yeah. Except uh, Mount Difficulty. Yeah. Except. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, but <laughs> I thought we'd better kind of chuck in a little bit of running there. Yeah, yeah running, good point. Good point. Running. So the team with the ball must move the ball up the field in phases of play. It does sound like Tilly Wings, eh? A little bit. Yeah. The ball can never be passed forwards, but. Uh, players can run forwards with the ball or kick the ball forward to chase oh, no. it down. Now, of course, um, you would think that's pretty simple. The ball just goes behind you. But um, they've got it really over-complicated now where it's like... Because sometimes when you see them on TV and they looks like they pass the ball and it looks like it goes forward. But it depends on the line of sight and when the... Oh, no, what is... The, when the... If their, a- yeah, if, if their action at the beginning of the throw was passing it back, but it, the ball happened to go forward, then it's okay. Uh, really? Oh, some, yeah, no, there's something really weird like that. So if your momentum's such that even though you're passing it backwards, but your ment- momentum means the ball goes forwards, yeah, that's okay? Yeah. Ah. Something ah. weird like that. Oh, okay, so it's got to go backwards according to you. Which means if you suddenly stopped, it would be going forwards. But if you keep moving, it would be going backwards. Yeah. So it's not so much the ball moving relative to anything, but you moving relative to the ball. It's a bit like the sun moving around the earth compared to the earth moving around the sun. Doesn't it? Or is it the moons of Jupiter? Anyway, we're talking about rugby. So... um <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. So Fords are there. They're the big, buffy, yep. fatter ones. Yep. And they basically just huddle each other. Um, yeah, here we go. Each, each rugby team has 15 players. The team's split into two groups known as Fords and Backs. There are eight Fords. Yeah, but they're, they're just telling you what they are. They're not explaining what they do. Oh, right, okay. But, I mean, how did they come up with those names? Like if you That's go back, a really good query. Why did one of them get called a hooker? Well, I suppose because he's in the... In, if it's in a scrum, he's this short, fat one that hooks in between the two props. And oh. I guess the, the props are called props because they prop up the hooker. And then the second... I don't know why the, the flank... The flanker must be on the flank. Right. But I don't know why the number eight's called the number eight. Because they couldn't think of anything else to call them. Was well, there only one person in the second row? Oh, no, the second... Oh, crikey, I don't know. Hey, I've got something on the history right. of rugby. Here, yeah, this is more interesting. You check this is why is it called a try? So, and it tells you about the game of football. Do you want me to read it to you? Yeah, you go on. Yeah, okay. So, essentially, the game of football, once it moved from entire towns onto a field, consisted most often, though it varied from town to town and school to school, of two posts placed at the ivory end. And the aim was simply to manoeuvre the ball through the posts initially by almost any means to score a goal. So you could do whatever you like. You could kick it, you could throw it, you could punch run it. it, you could punch it, you could headbutt it. And this was evidently madness. One French diplomat said that if football was the English at play, he would not like to see them at war. I wonder if it was after the French had beaten the English at war or, or other way around. Well, I think the English got the last laugh as far as wars with France went. When World War Two? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Like you know, Napoleon. Oh yeah, that's so true. like they they the Waterloo, yeah. Yeah. So what? What did the did the French have any more battles against the English then? 
And this is just after that. This right. Is, this is like 1820s, I think. So well, um, I don't think he's in it. The French diplomats in a place to criticise the English and what they're getting up to then. No. Well, it was probably before he got his head chopped off. So it might have been earlier than that. Oh, no, hang on. Did the English chop heads off too? No, no. The, the French, French are into... Yeah, yeah, they're into head chopping. Yeah. Oh, the English did as well, but they used an axe. Oh, right. Well, would you prefer an axe or a guillotine? I think a guillotine would probably be quicker. Mm. And, and probably more likely to succeed. Yeah, because sometimes with the axe, they have to do it a few times to, you know... Yeah. They leave you hanging. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Like in Game of Thrones. With the, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. rugby. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, uh, there's various clubs and schools. So every school, like every club, every school had a different different rules about what they could do and what they couldn't do. So they had different restrictions about how the ball could be moved. And eventually by the mid-Victorian era, so that's in the 19th century, 1800s, many had come to follow the rules adopted by rugby school, which is said to have originated in 1823. And apparently there's this guy called William Webb Ellis. There's some story that he picked up a ball and ran with it, mm. which people didn't do. But he did it. And um, anyway, in 1823, had various moves outlawed but allowed handling by all players... Others followed the rules of an association of schools adopted in London in 1863. It came to allow only handling by one player in his own half. And so there we were left with rugby football, where anyone <coughs> on the team could handle it and run with it, compared to association football, mm. where only the person in their own half could handle it, and that became soccer. Rugger and soccer. Mm, well, there you go. There you go. The beautiful game. Why is it called the beautiful game? Soccer. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I think there's probably more beautiful games. Um, darts. Well, I do like darts. Running. Actually, I like playing darts, but I don't get the attraction of why people have like that. You know, like they have that world darts tour thing, and like they'll say at a stadium full of you know people will go. You know, like it's like a night out. You know, you go to go see the darts down at the stadium kind of thing. You know, it's like. What's the attraction for the spectator? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Also, yeah. is darts a sport or a game? I think it's a sport. What's the difference between a game and a sport? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know. Because rugby is a game and a sport. Isn't it? Well, I don't know. Can Can one thing be... A game and a sport, or can you only be one or the other? I don't think. I think it can be both. Okay. All right. Well, because you can have a rugby game, because they call it a rugby game, but apparently mm. it's a sport. Well, I suppose you don't have a sport of rugby. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> right. All right. Where were we? But I don't know if a game can necessarily be a sport. So, I don't know if tiddlywinks is considered uh, a sport. Probably not. I'm getting a headache. Scrabble now. is a game. Oh, speaking of Scrabble, do you know, maybe it was like last year or the year before, it's in recent memory anyway, um, there's a guy from New Zealand who is the world um, Scrabble champion, but not only, because he he got the world championships in English, but then he went to the French Scrabble world championships, and he won that. Really? Yeah, but... In French? Yeah, and it's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Do you know it's even more amazing? He did the Uruguayan ones next. No, he can't. Oh. He can't speak French. He doesn't know French. <laughs> no, no, true story. Now he went through that. He got a got himself a copy of the French dictionary and le- learned all the two letter words and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah. So, he, um, so it was all strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He he language. just he just studied a dictionary and learnt like two and three letter words and stuff like that. Yeah, because that's what mostly you know. I thought well. That's how you win Scrabble. That's how you win Scrabble, apparently, and yeah. You get them on the triple word scores. Yeah, well, oh, and there's probably lots of Q words. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's yeah. like, who was there? was that English guy. There was some English newsreader. I can't remember his name. And there's always the the legend about him that he learnt to speak. Because he wasn't native. Because he might have been from... Oh, Christ, I don't even know where he's from. But there's like this story that... And I can't even remember his name. Um, so it's kind of a pointless story. I could just be making this up, but it was, was the he ra- the CEO of New Zealand Rugby. No, no, this mm. is an English newsreader guy. 
But no, because he spoke so well and so eloquently, he's such a great news reader, he's so good with his words. Um, there's like the, the, the rumour or legend that he'd, um, he'd learnt to speak English by studying the dictionary. But of course that would, yeah, you wouldn't really know English. I mean, you know English, but you just wouldn't know how to speak it properly, right? No. Yeah. Except it does have the phonetics in, in like some dictionaries. It's, it does say how to pronounce it phonetically. Yeah. So if you know what all the phonetic symbols are and you read the dictionary, it would tell you how to do so properly. Mm. Right. Anyway, rugby. <clears throat> anyway, so both codes, that's both rugby football and association football, um, and all major successor forms of football, except Aussie rules, eventually adopted a crossbar. See, Aussie Rules was lazy again, which mm. was initially, in fact, merely a piece of tape, but later came to be a horizontal pole similar to the vertical ones forming the posts, with a goal in rugby football and its successor, the gridiron codes, scored above the bar, and in association football, below the bar. Oh, the, okay. There you yeah. go. So, rugby, you've got to hit it over the bar, and soccer, you've got to hit it under the bar. Um, and oh, the Gaelic football, of course, cunningly allowed both. Yep, that'd be cunning. Mm. Yep. Uh, the scoring value for below the bar settled on three times the value of over the bar just over a century ago, having initially been higher. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, tries only used to be like four points or something. Yeah. Well, this is where it gets interesting because the rugby code came to have four distinct ways of kicking a goal. One was a field kick straight from the ground and play. Ultimately, this was effectively replaced by the penalty kick taken from the ground after a major foul. So we know about those. Apparently, there was a few of those in the game the other day. Uh, ultimately, this was effectively replaced by the penalty kick taken from... Oh, we've read that back. A second uh, way to score a goal. Well, hang on. No, okay. I'm just reading... Uh, I think I've read slightly ahead of you here. Well, you don't do that until we've read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. A second... Was and is a drop kick. Take, okay, right, now taken from free play. Right, carry a on. drop kick sounds exactly the same as a field kick. Well, field kick is when it's it's um, placed. Well, it's become it's the the penalty kick is now it's placed. Yeah, but uh, oh, well, and that's after a foul. But a drop kick is is still a drop kick. Okay, and it can be taken when you know anywhere. I think a drop. What? Okay, carry on. A third was a kick from a mark. And that was a dropped kick taken after a fair catch. But now... Uh, Who decides what fair is? That was a great catch, but I don't think it was fair. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just a catch where, you know, it looks... Oh, that was a fair catch. Oh, that, yeah. It sounds open to interpretation, <coughs> really. Totally. Yeah. Well, they've decided that that's only a, a catch inside a team's own 22 now, so you can't score from that one anymore. So that's changed 40 years ago. Anyway, and a fourth way to score a goal was a place kick taken after touching the ball down, officially grounding the ball on the opposing teams in goal area in line with a touchdown location. So that was like, now that's a conversion. Mm -hmm. But when a team touched the ball down on or over the opponent's goal line, they were said to have scored a try because they would have a try at scoring a goal. But the try didn't actually have any points at all associated with it. Right, okay. So the touchdown was just so that you could then get, get have permission. a go. You could, you could have a try at scoring Oh, a goal, they should go back to that. But you didn't get any points. They should go back to that, Wouldn't I reckon. Wouldn't be funny? Yeah, it's totally. It's time they change the rules again. Yeah, it's, it's, time, it's time for a rule change. I don't think they should just go back to the good old days when there's actually no rules and everyone's just running around knowing, knowing what was going on. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did Monty Python ever do a skit on rugby? Uh, no, I don't know. Rugby. They did when I'm running. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, did they? Yeah, there was a few. There's, they had uh, some Olympic skits. It was, um, it was one with blind people. Yep. There was one with philosophers. Mm-hmm. They went running. Yep. Yep, there was a few of them. Right, okay. So, anyway, that's the, the, the reason the try became called a try. And it changed as different schools and clubs moved at slightly different speeds in practice, but within decades, the unfairness of the worthless try became apparent. So even though it was a fair catch, it was a worthless try, and that was unfair. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Thus, a goal of any sort became worth 
five points, but a try, even without a successful kick, was awarded two points. Mm-hmm. Now it's changed the other way around. Now tries five points and a goal's two points. Right, well, there you go. Except for a penalty goal, which is three points. Yeah. And a drop kick. Hmm. Cool. Right. Right. So, so that's rugby. That's rugby. Is there anything else about rugby? Uh, apparently New Zealand's quite good at it. Like, uh, we have uh, the All Blacks, I think. They've pretty much won most of the World Cups, haven't they? I don't know. I don't know. I think well, they've I won th- the last two. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like, you know, for a small country, how we, our, our dominance in a sport. You could say quite... we punch above our weight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, but, yeah, like we said at the very start of the podcast, there's a, there's a World Cup on, we've explained to everyone what rugby is, mm. um, shall we speak more specifically about the World Cup? Yeah, sure. Right. Yep. Have you watched any of it? No. Oh. I did, I did read about the All Blacks beating the Springboks though, apparently. Yeah. Yep. Do you know how the All Blacks came up with their name, the All Blacks? No. Um, you? No, neither. Oh, we could Google it. Oh, no, actually, I do believe it had something to do with uh, some journalist saying, oh, they're all, uh, they're all blacks. Oh, no, you wouldn't say they're all, they were playing like they were all backs because they were running around and like, playing quite running. Yeah, even the Fords, they, I don't know, apparently you just thought those, they're all running around like, um, they got too much agility to be Fords or something, but he said they're all backs, and then I think there must have been a misprint, and it was all blacks. Something along those lines. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Look, there we go. Billy Wallace. The highlighted bit. Actually, why is that highlighted? I was just saying exactly that, and now that your your Wikipedia's been listening to me. It must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What it's saying is that the reference to a team by the name All Blacks first appeared during the Originals tour. That was 1905, I think. Uh, when, according to Billy Wallace, a London newspaper reported that the New Zealanders played as if they were all backs. Ah, you're right. Yeah. So, due to a typographical error, subsequent re- references were to all blacks. So it was just a typo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, quite interesting. Go. Yeah, well, there you go. And, that, and it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The All Blacks are a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like watching the backs play, actually. I like it when they play light backs. Yeah, yeah, because they, they run more. Yeah, and, and I like and, running. And the yeah. Fords just, like, buff into each other. Yeah, and just violence. Yeah, they're sort of more violent. They sort of grab yeah, each what, other's what goalies. What did you call and, it the other day? Yeah. Um, homoerotic kickball. B- ball kick game, yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But the backs are a bit more kind of like soccer, really. They just run with it. Yeah, yeah. But don't hold it. Yeah, the backs are like lazy soccer players. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so have you watched any games? Yes. What do you watch? I, well, no, I didn't watch a, a full game. I think I, like, ended up watching, like... For some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to watch the Japan-Russia rugby game. Was that the very first one? Yeah, that was the very yeah. first. And I got through about five minutes of that. Uh, I believe Japan won, um, which was good. You know, they got to impress the home crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I saw a bit of the Springboks All Blacks game. Mm-hmm. Um and did I see a bit of something else? I accidentally flicked onto something when I was going through the channels. I think you know I might have accidentally put on. I was like, no, I don't want to watch that. Um, have I seen any more of the rugby? Don't think I have. Right. Oh, it's just on tonight, is it? Apparently, yeah. Russia versus Samoa. Russia playing again. God, that's backing up quick, isn't it? Here's the yeah, yeah. When's New Zealand play again? Saturday. Oh. I think. 
So how does that work? How come they get like a week off between games? New Zealand? Yeah. I don't know. Well, they can't always, surely. There won't be enough time. There we well, go. go back. There's New Zealand. Flick back. Go back. That was Paul A. Oh, my God. What? No, go back to the New Zealand's poll. Yeah, that's that one. Italy's leading the poll. Oh. With more points. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's sad. Yeah. Oh, what? Who would have know. thought? They must have got um, five, uh, four, Who did they four play? tries. Nib- oh, Namibia. Nambia. Isn't that that African country that Trump made up? Nambia? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the pool? We've got Canada, South Africa, Namibia, and Italy. Is there any weird countries playing really obscure countries? That's... No, hold on, we're not playing till New Ze- um, till till um, Wednesday. How did that next happen? Week, next week, so we've got over a week off. How did that work? I don't know. Jesus, oh my God! All Blacks versus Canada. It's going to be a bloodbath. Could be. Yeah, they'll put the B team on or a C team or something, and then they've got. Oh, they've got only four days off until New Zealand versus Namibia. Oh, my God. So do you think we should make um, um, predictions about, you know, who's going to play well and all of that sort of thing? Because we're supposed to be the official guide. To oh, right. Oh, well, should we um, preview the New Zealand-Canada game yeah. first and seeing that's the next one up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we should, eh? Um, well, I'd say my money would be on New Zealand. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair call. Um, um, I don't know much about the rugby players in the Canadian team, but um, most of the All Blacks are last name Barrett. <laughs> yeah, good observation. Yeah, well, actually, I know they used to be all called Smith. What happened? <laughs> you know, um, I've got to say, when I hold on, who's that guy in the Canadian team? He looked like Fabio. Scroll back, Jeff Hessler. Mm. Oh, Jeff Hessler. Oh, him. Yeah, I bet the I bet the ladies wouldn't mind Jeff Hessling them. Look at those locks. He's, wow. It's like Fabio. He really is. Whoa. Yeah, no. I cannot believe he's Jeff Hassler. He's gorgeous. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> he, he nearly turned me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Um, okay, so he's obviously the star of the team with hair like that. Oh, yeah. So, so I, he, I, he's, he's going up against oh, Ryan Crotty. Check that guy. That guy must be the enforcer of the team, eh? De justice. <laughs> De justice. De justice says duro. <laughs> A year, 185 centimetres. That's only, what, six foot two. Actually, how tall am I? 124 kgs. Oh, that's quite big. That's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many kgs so, do you weigh? Exactly half that, 62. Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about the blasphemy. Oh, look, but... he's, he's twice my weight God. and I'm twice his age. I'll tell you what, you, you, you wouldn't want the wind to pick up, mate. You'll blow away. <laughs> <laughs> like, next time, you just, you, you, just, you, just, you just be careful when you're running along the top of Kepler one, you know, this year. You know, you don't want to get blown off one of those ridges. Hey, I just wait for a tailwind and I'll be half an hour quicker. Do you have like, <laughs> do you have like weighted socks to? <laughs> he's six foot two, so he's he's uh, only six, seven inches taller than me. Yeah, look, you can tell. And he... he's twice my weight. It's crazy. Where, right. do, where does he keep it all? Um, Oh okay. right, well, so those are definitely two players to look out for. To Justice says Duru yeah. and Jeff Hassler. Who's who's further down the list there? Uh, oh, what's this guy? Jake Nicky. Oh, yeah, he's he's one hundred and eighteen kgs. Does he, he look like he's on drugs? Well, he looks like he's either on drugs or has just been off them for too long. Yeah, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he probably had to go into like rehab, so he's got clear, clear blood for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he's just coming out of rehab. Um, oh, oh, this guy looks good too. Olmstead. Oh God, that's I old. Suspect, um, I suspect he's a leftover from when the Vikings. He definitely looks like. <laughs> he's definitely moved over to Canada. He definitely looks like a Viking, doesn't he? And a name like Olmstead. Yeah. He does look Did like the Vikings even make it over to North America? Yeah, they got to the top of... Yeah, over to Canada. Then what happened then? Um, they went back again. Why didn't they sort of go down to where it's warmer? 
I don't know. I, well, they weren't used to warm weather. Oh, idiots. Yeah, they had Greenland before Trump bought it. I mean, um, wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, is there any golf courses in Greenland? <laughs> yeah, they're white ones, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so he's only 150. Oh, look, he's nearly 200 centimetres tall. Right. He's a lock. That's be that'll be why he's, he's. Oh, well, there's a he's a leftover from the failed um, Viking invasion of North America. Um, yeah. Oh, here's another one. The Lucas Rumble's got some good looks. Oh my god, he looks like our old Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he looks like he's displaced. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> is marijuana legal or illegal in Canada? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. So. I think, judging by that photo... I don't think marijuana would be a good drug for rugby, though. Wouldn't it? No. Meth would be better. You yeah. want someone who gets you, you know, gets you, gets well, you up. Well, speaking of meth and rugby... Yeah. You, are you familiar with who Buck Shelford is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was a famous all-black player, and... And and he got dropped from the from the All Blacks, I think, just before the eighty seven World Cup or something along those lines, and and he's really they never lost a game underneath under him, um, hundred percent success rate as a captain, and they dropped him, so there's you know everyone wanted him back, so that's why for the next like twenty or thirty years, you know, people and crowds were shouting out, bring back back, bring back back, yeah, like literally, I think you, yeah, I oh, know you don't really see it at rugby games now, but definitely when I was a kid, I remember it. Anyway, um, they were playing. They were playing. He was probably. Well, he's famous for his toughness. For one thing, he's a very tough man. Is and, he the one that lost a testicle? Yes. Yes. Um, because they were playing the French, and and um, a French player like stood on his nuts, like ripped, ripped his balls open. So when you said it was a homoerotic ball kick game, is that what you meant? Uh, well, no, no. I was, I was referring more to what goes on in the scrum. Not kicking that ball. Like, yeah. No, anyway, so, like, he had his nuts ripped off or whatever and didn't stop playing. I think they, like, sewed him up or something like that, you know, um, possibly stitched him up real quick or put some gaffer tape over his whatever. And he carried on and he carried on playing. And he didn't actually stop playing that game until he got knocked out. <laughs> but... And then he stopped. <laughs> but anyway, this like why did he stop then? <laughs> this, this particular game is in is in Nantes. Yeah. And he's friendly animals. It's a ferocious game of rugby, and it later turned out that the the French were all dosed up on meth. Oh. oh amphetamines. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Amphetamines. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. So be careful, Steve. If you take if you take amphetamines, you'll rip a man's nuts open. Oh, I remember the um. The uh, thugs in Cambodia that they sent up sent up against protesters. Did they rip the um, protesters' nuts off? No, no, but they were dosed up on amphetamines. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Cool. Yep. But he doesn't look like he's on amphetamines. No, no, he just looks like a stoner. Yep. <laughs> That's just watched something funny. Yep. That other guy, previous guy, could have been on amphetamines. What's this guy? Uh, how do you say that name? That's a um, Gaelic. Kieran. 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 Kieran Hearn. Yeah. So that's a Gaelic name. That's Hearn. 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 If you if you took Hearn. off the N and put a ST, what would you say? Hearnst. Hearnst. No, you took the N off. No, no, no more N. Oh, Hearst. Yeah. Hearst. Hearst. <laughs> so it's so, like her. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. No. Oh. oh. Hi, Archie. Let's... Archie, sit. Get back, oh, Archie. Oh, look at his mullet. Oh, Jack, good to you. Yeah, yeah, he's from Christchurch, <coughs> as you can tell. He's got a mullet. Yeah. Shall we pause for a bit while Wendy comes <coughs> here? Yeah, because Archie's probably going to attack her. Archie! Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, so where were we? Uh, oh, we're talking about Jack Goodhue. Yeah, the mullet. he's and, from Christchurch. Yep. Yeah. Something else I've also noticed, there seems to be a lot of, um, I mean, moustaches seem to be popular amongst the rugby players. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, Jack Goodyear, he definitely looks like a bogan from Gore. He's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. He'd go well at Crush the Cargill, I reckon. Yeah, uh, you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got he's that look. Yeah. He's probably, he's, he's a bit of a, he, he reminds me of Adam in a way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Okay, who else have we got here? Who's the... Where's um, Aaron Smith? Is he not... He must be there. Oh, hold on, here we go. Here's some Smiths. Oh, that's Ben Smith. There's Aaron Smith. There he is. Where? Oh, okay. Where's Aaron Smith? Above him. Isn't it alphabetical order? No. Oh, there we go. Here he is. Yeah, there we go. How old oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he's getting on now, isn't he? He is. See, he's only a little guy. He's only 82 kilograms. Right. 171. So he's the same height as me, and he's only 20 kilograms more. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> he must be fat. Hmm. Yeah. What about... Uh, how do you say that name? Tupelotu. Oh, okay. That's easy. Yeah. Oh, he's a big guy. Look, 126. Yeah, he's a big... Who's the heaviest player at the Rugby World Cup? I don't know. It's, uh, oh, uh, I, I think I know. Ben Tamiafuna. Yeah? Yeah, he played rugby for... He was playing for the Chiefs. Or something like that. Um, and he was a... Fr- well, he never made all, all Blacks. I think he got to be a fringe training squad All Black. Yeah. Um, never played a game for them, but ultimately he was just too fat. So, um, but Tonga are like, we'll have him. Well, I have figured it out. The heaviest player is a Tongan guy. Uh, ben Tamiafuna. Yeah, there you go. 153 kilograms. Yeah. That's two and a half of me. And he's a professional sports player. Wow. Otherwise known as Tongan Thor. Yeah, well, there you go. That's pretty amazing. Tong and Thor. Which one's the Tong and Thor? Where's a picture of him? That's this guy. Uh, oh, where do you go? No, I haven't got a picture. There's some more pictures up that way. Scroll back the other direction. There he is. Is that Tong and Thor? I suppose it is, yeah. He doesn't look like Thor. Yeah, that's him. Hmm. Except that he's massive. But he's probably bigger than Thor. Right, who's the oldest person at the Rugby World Cup? Oh, now you're testing my fastest Googling speeds. I reckon there must be someone in their 40s there. Is there someone in their 40s? Uh, He's a 38-year-old. Luke Thompson, representing Japan. Sounds Japanese. It's a very Japanese name, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, wow. At 38, he's the oldest player at the rugby world... What is he? I mean, he's got to be a Ford because at that age, you've lost all your speed by your late thirties, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Who's the youngest? But you're good at endurance by your late thirties. Yeah, right. Even better in your fifties. I think this one. See, the youngest is. Is there any schoolboys there? Who's this fellow? Crocky. He looks like a. Uh... He plays for Georgia, so it's not... Oh, oh that was 2015 with Cup. Oh, right, okay. 40 years, 13 day. Oh, that's... Um, oh, Uruguay. Oh, this might be historically. Victor Matfield. He, well, he's 40, was he? No, he was 38. Oh, okay. Who's the oldest All Black? Oh, come on, man. What? Oh, look, here's teenage... Oh yeah, we want eighteen year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah eighteen years, three hundred and forty days. So he's just about nineteen, playing for yeah. Georgia. Hey, that, okay, that guy um, underneath him, the American, he's got a great name. Oh, Threaten pa- Palomo. That's a good name for rugby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Threaten. Yeah. Hey, my name is Threaten. Is that a threat? No, it's a name. Oh, there you go. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Young New Zealand. Oh, George North. Blah 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 blah. blah. Cool. Right. Do you reckon everyone knows everything they need to know about rugby now? I don't know. Do you think we've covered all the main topics? I think we probably have. Yeah, we've covered us uh, more than I'm interested in. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, to be fair, I wasn't even totally interested in doing a podcast. But the main fact that I had to come back to pick Archie up kind of like forced my hand. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and it was your idea. And it was my idea, but I, don't, yeah. I was only half-hearted. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> let's do a podcast day. But we and you're have, like, yeah, we okay. Have, we have had fans who are asking for it, so we've got to keep our fans yeah, happy. Yeah, oh, well. It's a big, well, big ask, eh? Did they want to know about rugby, though? I doubt it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we've probably disappointed all our fans. Mm. 
Are we a rugby pod? No, we're not a rugby podcast. <laughs> Actually, have you ever wondered, like, how much um, a rugby player runs, like, the distance covered on average in a rugby game? Yeah, I have. I don't doubt that it's that much, because it's all, like, a lot of the time they're just uh, standing still. Ask, ask, ask Google, to, yeah. Ask Google then. Yeah, Google unofficially sponsor our podcast. Yeah. Did I remember to start the thing again? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember back to my rugby days. Yep. Actually, I didn't, like, when I was, so I was a lot, and, um, being that I didn't know how to play rugby, when it was come time to do a scrum, I didn't know where to put things. I didn't know where to put my head, didn't know what to do with my hands. No idea. So there you go. Seven kilometres and seven and a half kilometres a match, while forwards cover between five kilometres and seven kilometres a match. Oh, no, this is the Sevens rugby team. South, Af- South Africa Sevens. Ah. Oh. A backline player. Well, they're all backline players in Sevens, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. Uh, hold on, how many comes rugby union? That's okay. Yeah. Well, shall we just go with that anyway? Cause yeah, I, I can't think be... we'll go with that. Because yeah, okay. I can't be, well, it wouldn't be much more than that. And as sevens, they probably do double a match for what they do. Well, about 70, 70% of the match is spent standing or walking. Yeah, so so it's high intensity running. So when they're running, they're running fast. Yeah. But if you think about it, seven kilometres in 80 minutes isn't isn't... There isn't a lot of it's coverage, kind of, It's really. kind of like fart league. Yeah. It really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's pretty, you know, it's not much more walking pace, really. Yeah. Right, 5% running at sprinting speeds. Right, cool. How often do you think you, how much of your time do you think you spend sprinting? Oh, very little. Mm. Depends what you call a sprint. Like, my sprint is slower than Kipchoge's marathon pace, so, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should have a sprint sometime. Mm. Yeah. Can it be a 10 metre sprint? Because I'm quite good at those. Yeah, okay. 20, can... Up to 20. 20 is probably my preferred distance for sprinting. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Unless it's straight up a hole and then it's 10. No, you'll beat me if it's uphill. Yeah. Can we do that then? Oh, well, we do like three sprints, three 10 metre sprints, one uphill, one on level ground and one downhill. Yep. And you'll be wearing a lawnmower. No, 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 this is serious speed, no, this, no, I only wear the lawnmower for endurance events. Yep, okay. Yeah, like didn't even park run. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this is endurance as a game of rugby, look, five kilometres, see, the forwards cover between five and seven kilometres. I get get bored standing around for 70% of, of my time. That's probably why you don't play rugby. Yeah. But, I mean, they're not just standing around. They're punching each other at the same time, aren't they? No, that's um, Aussie rules. Oh, no, that's when they're punching the ball. <laughs> but they probably that's, punch each other yeah. as well. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh, those Australians love their punching, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we haven't mentioned Aerodex yet, speaking oh, of Australians. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, what? Aerodex would be great for rugby. They would, because they're always trying to pull their underwear down. Yeah. You've got a drawstring. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I don't know why more rugby players don't wear Eurodex. Probably because they haven't heard of them yet. Yep. But, you know, I think, you know, you start thinking about your your downstairs and sport and... So we should tag Richie McCaw and... Um, famous rugby players, Jonah Lomu. Jonah Lomu. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's famous. Yep. Yeah, was. Um, Kieran Reid. Uh, Aaron Smith, Ben Smith, you know, all of these. We'll tag them and say Aerodex, Aerodex, Aerodex. Oh, I'll tell you what, someone's got to do something about cauliflower ears. That's something else I know about rugby. Well, they, they a lot of... been, they've been trying to tape them up, haven't they? Does that even work? I don't know. Because the ears still look munted. Yeah. Yeah. I got the, yeah, I thought it was just because they were always being rubbed, but. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, they've seen some really shocking ears over my time, you know, yeah. over the years. Yeah. 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 Cool. Right, anyway. Um, geez, were we just finishing things up or not? Yeah, we were. We okay. are. Yeah, we all are right, well, that's about all we know about rugby. Yep. Um, so see us next week. And, um, yeah, uh, good on you. So, um, do we need, do we need like, one of those 
catchphrase things to sign off on. Like a um, philosophical phrase or something. Well, like oh, we didn't do a quote at the start. Motivational quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So should we do a motivational quote and then a, um, the... Like a jingle? No, well, no, you know, the, the, the thing you said at the end, like, um, there was last night's news today, or, you know, like oh. they do on the news. And that was... Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what what's a quote we can use? Uh, no. Go for the inspirational quote first. Get, okay. I think we need to get that out of the way. Seeing we forgot it. Yep. Um. So did you Something get one? about pain? Uh, punching, fighting, violence. Sure, you about How violence. about a lot of people want to want peace, but not many want to pay the price of peace. Which is punching. Could be. That you don't need to go there, right? Yep. So a lot of people want peace, but not many people want to pay the price of peace. Yeah. What would you do for peace? How much would you personally suffer for world peace? Uh, it's a very hard question to answer. One punch. Oh, you yeah. mean in personal pain? Yeah, like actual personal physical pain. I I can't really imagine how that would bring about world peace but if if it would yeah i'd definitely suffer a punch all right if trump came up to you and said steve if you let me kick you in the testicles really hard i'll resign from president that would be so tempting yeah i think i'd go for it yeah what about you um i'd go for the kick to the balls to be fair yeah yeah I'm wondering how much force he'd be able to put into a kick, though, because he is a clinically obese person. He's in his 70s, and he's oh, yeah. probably forgotten where the testicles are. Yeah, isn't he on Adderall or something like that? Isn't he addicted to Adderall? I think that's the latest thing that's... I don't even know what Adderall is, but he's addicted to it, apparently. Um, perfectly good health for an obese 70-year-old, though. Perfectly, perfectly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, With jaundice, yeah. Oh, God, I think... Have we just gone off on a tangent? Yeah, we have. We've we're actually finished an inspirational it. quote, and we yeah. did an inspirational quote, and then you destroyed oh, it. Oh, well, actually, You're speaking dead, of inspirational you... quotes, why don't we go with, like, one of our um, one of our local body politicians? There's got to be a quote on here somewhere. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. All right, who have we got? Who have we got? We've got Tony Hunter. We've got Rachel Elder, Jules Radich. Andrew Wiley. Oh, here we go. Here's what I've got one. I've got one. Growing our economic base will grow a stronger and more sustainable community. Okay, so... Give us money. If you give us money, we'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, actually, we've got to leave end of this one here. <laughs> He's got to have some inspirational oh, yeah. quotes. You're right, yeah. You'll never get ser- taken seriously with that hat on. <laughs> Oh no! It's all about his um, complaints against him. Look at that! All the uh. oh, um, uh, why don't you just do a Google search for Lee Vandivis quotes? Okay, I don't know if that will quite work. Will it shout at me? It'll be like a Harry Potter thing where it comes out and screams at me. Uh, Young yeah. voters don't know enough. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 to, to 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 point out how much of a prick this guy is. <laughs> Can I say that? No, no, you can't say that. But you've said it too late. So all right, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, because um, we're apolitical on this show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, anyway, leave Andivis. We love Trump. <laughs> <laughs> leave Andivis. Um, Whilst speaking to a room full of young voters, oh, <laughs> young voters don't know he enough. Did, he did do that, didn't he? <laughs> oh, man. And I think he's got the, yeah, yeah, okay, anyway. So, I think he lost the student vote, yeah. Yeah, but I reckon he's got the grey power vote. I think he's relying on the fact that students don't vote enough. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Definitely, anyway. Anyway. And so, oh no, now I'll, um, to wrap it up thing, we need something to wrap it up. <laughs> we need leadership that is focused on results. Get Dunedin moving. How about that? Get Dunedin moving. Get Dunedin. This is uh, Crush uh, the Cargo. We are moving. Like, Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Okay, that'll do. Yeah. Moving right. like Dunedin. So, listeners, keep on moving. Like Dunedin. Like Dunedin. Mm. Gathering to